0: Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm your host, James Magno
1: And I'm Michael
0: Rivet. We're going to get that down after episode 50, I'm sure, of just <laughs> yeah, nailing the I, intro.
1: I so. I, I'm pretty sure I've got my name part covered at this point, but you never know.
0: All I said is, I said, Michael, all you have to do is say your name and that's it. Just that's all you need.
1: <laughs> I so badly wanted to screw it up. But I figured, you know what, for episode zero, I'm going to hit this out of the park.
0: (laughs) You have to. You just have to really, you know, there's high expectations. First episode we ever record. Just if you can get that name right. I mean, it's basically we're going to rise to the top of the charts on iTunes. That's for
1: sure. It's a good sign. I mean, I think that whole intro sentence, if we can hit that each week, um, it's basically going to dictate how that week's episode goes.
0: Mm -hmm. how much is there a delay that means like how off of the topic will we be and then yeah that's all we need i think so what is the show what is happening michael michael and i we haven't recorded a podcast together in what six five ten years
1: yeah it's been i think maybe a little maybe a little less maybe three years i think three
0: yeah and the last time we, recorded, while, yeah, and the last time we recorded a podcast, it was on movies, so this is very different for us,
1: <laughs> yeah, we had to watch a lot of movies when we were doing that.
0: that was a little bit too much. I think well, now we've committed ourselves to a video game podcast, <laughs> which are a lot longer than actual <laughs> movies, so I don't know what we're just going in what's our time commitment in our week, and can we just maximize that out so we have no time to do anything else?
1: yeah, purely. Living and video games.
0: Yeah. What more do you need, really? Let's be honest. I'm watching videos. I have my Switch in front of you. Now, what's important here about this podcast is that as we record, we have our Switches in front of us in real time. Like As news breaks on the eShop, we're going (laughs) to actually have it in front of us. Maybe have my 3DS, which is still over there in the corner. We decided that we wanted to create a new Nintendo podcast and this is our this is like our non-traditional introduction show so you can get this episode and the real episode 1 which will be our weekly show covering all aspects of Nintendo and while there's a lot of different podcasts that really focus on the Switch I think what I wanted to do is as such a huge Nintendo fanboy kind of talk about all aspects of Nintendo because really this is like a great time to be a Nintendo fan. Not only do you still have the Switch, but Nintendo's finally getting into mobile. There's theme parks, there's movies, there's a whole world of Nintendo that's really happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you excited for the theme park? Will you be going as soon as it opens?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm here's the thing with Nintendo. Whatever Nintendo does, just I'll give them all my money. That's just and <laughs> I'll just whatever. Just here's all the money over and over again. I'm excited for the movies. I'm excited for the theme parks. I'm excited for anything that they do. Now, I may not play every single thing that they do. In fact, I didn't play the new Animal Crossing on mobile. I just wasn't ready to commit time to it, but I'm just excited that things in the space are happening because after the Wii U kind of left me in this in-between state, I wanted to kind of see this resurgence of Nintendo. So that's why I thought it'd be a great time to start this podcast.
1: No, I agree. And I'm coming from a little bit of a different place. Um, I, Before the Switch came out, I felt like Nintendo had lost me as a customer. Um, you and I were always very excited each year for E3. We were constantly you know, tweeting back and forth and giving our from the hip reviews of things as they're happening. And Nintendo was, I think, what, two, maybe three years in a row just completely letting me down and to the point where it felt like a joke when I watched their presser. It was just like, you have, there's nothing, nothing. What, what is Nintendo doing? And it just was year after year, just constantly letting me down. And so the switch is turning that around for me. I'm not, I'm not quite, quite there with you where I'm willing to just throw money at everything they do, but I'm definitely more committed. I'm definitely more on board with everything they're doing as of late and really excited for, the things that are happening i will say i did play animal crossing mobile um i hated it because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it.
0: real animal crossing was that your problem it,
1: yeah i just thought it was going to be videos of animals crossing things but it, it ended up not being that <laughs> no it was just terrible it was I, I it's just not something i like we i think you and i have had off Conversation off the podcast about Kirby and how it's very lovey and cutesy and blah blah blah. It's just not my thing. I don't enjoy that kind of game. In Animal Crossing, I don't like. I I just didn't like it. I don't like going back to my camp to see if everybody's happy and collecting fruits and berries and putting furniture in a weird, you know. I I just I I didn't enjoy it. And after a day of playing it, I was just like. I am good with this. This is a Miitomo all over again. I am not interested. I did enjoy Mario... Was it Mario Run? Mario Run, yeah. Um,
0: Super Mario yeah, that
1: one I, I, Yeah, I liked it. That I was really into. I didn't like the price point when it came out, but I did like the game. It felt like a, a Nintendo game to oh, me. Yeah. So that one was I was on board for.
0: See, and this is why this podcast is great, because Michael gets to keep me in check, where I just keep throwing money at Nintendo and whatever they do and just geek out of everything. Michael is is the... You know that little thing in the back of my mind that always kind of is reminding me: Should you really pre-order every
1: Nintendo Labo product? <laughs> Everything <laughs> they do. Are you sure that's a good idea? Yeah, and uh, I usually yes. I geek hard when I love it, but I'm I'm not I'm not to the point where you are where I'm I'm a super fanboy. I guess that's probably good though. It's a good balance.
0: I think so, and I think even when you got the Switch, I well before you even got the Switch, I think. Uh, through the announcement that we're going to talk through today. Well, I don't even know if you were completely sold like I was, and we'll talk about how you got your sweet. Yeah. And that's the thing is, but now once you have it in your hands, it's, it's there. So, so what we want to do on this special first episode is tell you a little bit about Nintendo dispatch, the podcast that's going to be entering your eardrums each and every week. And then also tell you a little bit about us, why, why the heck we actually started this, who we are. And also, it's a great time to launch this podcast because the Switch has been out for a year. The 3DS is still having some momentum. So kind of review the, the year of the Switch, the year of the Switch, and then um, actually talk about our hopes and dreams for the future of the Switch before we do it. But the, the, the show itself, so the weekly podcast you tune in for, we decided, Michael and I, we sat down, we said, what is our ideal Nintendo podcast? And unlike this first episode, our dream is that every episode is under 30 minutes and yeah. we did that because i don't know when people just chit chat for hours upon hours i i love it sometimes but there's so many other podcasts that are nintendo or video game themed we want to be straight into the point Would you agree with that
1: totally agree
0: yeah boom see michael disagrees with me <laughs>
1: short <and> sweet <laughs> <laughs> but also at the same
0: time you know we wanted to not just be switch focused this isn't called like the nintendo switch dispatch this is the nintendo dispatch and the idea is that we're going to cover all aspects of Nintendo because who knows what Nintendo is going to do next? Like you, you never know. You just don't. And that's what I kind of love about them. Like maybe they're going to come out with some new arcade thing or some new mobile, you know, they tweet something out randomly or what is that? You know, who knows? And they are always keeping us on our toes. So we do want to cover, you know, everything that's in the news. I think we want to cover, you know, the new releases, what we're playing when new demos are released, but also I think, the eShop is like in this new wealth of information for us to see what are the top selling games, what's coming soon, what do we want to talk about, and more importantly, we want to not only just talk about hey, these are the new games, we want to talk about real topics and concerns. I think this is the biggest point for me and you, Michaels, we want to talk about
1: real things in the world of Nintendo. And I think, speaking of that, we also want to have listener communication. So, a lot of what we're going to do is kind of start discussions. As you already heard, James and I bounce back and forth on our the way we think about stuff. So we may not always agree. And there may be times where we pick a topic that is us debating this versus that. And we definitely want people to contribute to those conversations as well. Um I think it's we love what Nintendo is doing. We love you know the games that are coming out, the systems all of the stuff that's happening, this is a place for us, a platform for us to share with other people that are like-minded, but we also want to have conversations about those things and what would we like to see? What is different? What is good? What is bad? Yeah, I agree. I think it, when we
0: even have a topic list going on, when we we think about as we're playing our Switch and our 3DS and these mobile games what are the things that we're loving, what we're hating, what could be something new, and just an idea that sparks in our mind. And of course, like, like you said, Michael, we want to hear from you. So you can already today, obviously, subscribe to the podcast. You can go to nintendodispatch.com. That's where you'll find all of our social feeds for me and Michael. And also Dispatch Podcast on Twitter is where you can find us directly. Um, that's all set up and ready to go. So we want to hear from you. Uh, and, you know, if we get real involved, you know, we have we want to see other ideas from our listeners as we go on. So who knows where this podcast will go, where it will grow. We will do contests and tournaments and, you know, the switch hopefully opens up more. And I think those are things that we can kind of talk about. Like, how would you run a real tournament using the switch? You know, I have all these ideas in my minds of being a long-term, you know, gamer and actually in the gaming industry for a long time that I would love just to just not only discuss, but also hear what other people kind of want to. Yeah, I love it. All right. So let's actually just talk a little bit first about ourselves. Who the heck are we? Why do people care about listening to us at all? And I figure, Michael, you can
1: kick it off. Sure. So as I said, my name is Michael, and I'm a graphic designer. Um, I actually initially went to school for for game design, and through that, I found graphic design, and that sort of led me away from it. But I've always had a foot in the door when it came to game design. My very first system was actually Nintendo. NES. I can still picture the day I got it. I must, must have been, I don't know, six ish. And I remember sitting on my mom's bed and playing on their crappy little TV in their bedroom. And it was Nintendo packaged with Mario brothers and duck hunt. And it blew my mind ever since that moment, I was completely hooked on games. It was everything that I wanted to be doing and playing. And I just was fascinated with it i remember i think i had i was thinking about this the other day before we started i'm pretty sure i had almost every single nintendo console that had come out um virtual boy the only one i well no i guess i guess not every single no and i didn't have the first game boy okay i had a game boy color Mm um i remember playing other people on their their game boy and i I was like this is cool but all i ever associated with with it was tetris and so i I was just like "Mm." i mean it's neat but i just didn't need it but when color came out uh that was hooked pokemon you know i had to have it so as far back as i can remember i've been a nintendo fan and playing nintendo games
0: yeah. And it's really funny because our backgrounds are quite similar. Michael and I went to school together until where we met. We went to UAT, which is a, a video game school. I was on the development side of things. So I, I focused primarily on game development and I actually worked on some Xbox 360 games back in the day mm-hmm. so i'm actually a published game developer at the game that no one bought but that's okay <laughs> it doesn't matter that no one bought it and that no one played it but i played it and you know i got almost you made it i made it i helped make it yeah. i would say i didn't, I didn't have to do all of it
1: but yeah i think it was single-handedly <laughs> you did that that was pretty much me don't let them steal your claim to fame
0: you knew you can get my game on the xbox one now as well just so you know so oh you're probably gonna see a spike yeah <laughs> go play shred i hope you're ready shred nebula i will see zero income from that game yeah it's yeah anyway so you can see me with long chops it's it's pretty quite entertaining and uh, i i actually work for microsoft which is actually really funny that i'm starting a nintendo podcast even though i work for microsoft (laughs) but yeah whatever um you know I, i i i you know i got into the game industry because of my love for video games and like you, my first video game console was an NES. I remember playing the original Mario over and over again. And I remember the the painful process of upgrading the Super NES. And I I still remember playing Super Mario or Mario Kart on the Super NES. And I remember, like I remember the moment that I unlocked I it wasn't Super Mario Kart, it was Super Mario World where I unlocked like some, like the, the bonus worlds or whatever and like blew my mind. I was like, this is like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and I remember the same thing with Mario Kart, like this extra levels and blew my mind. And, and I continued on actually. I, I've owned, I didn't own the Virtual Boy, obviously, but I've owned every other Nintendo console almost day one. I've been a one, day one adopter. I've owned every single Nintendo handheld except for the original oh. Game Boy. I did start with the Game Boy Color because mm-hmm. I was a Pokemon kid. And I remember yep. upgrading to the Game Boy Advance for a single game of Advance Wars that like blew my mind and I had to have it and and I upgraded. But I'm also one of those people that upgrade the system every single time Nintendo does everything. So I have, you know, a bunch of flavors of all the consoles and the latest and greatest always. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, you know, I got into the game industry because of that. I was like, I'm a, I love video games. I This is what I want to do. I was able to take a programming class actually in high school and create some command line adventures like some text adventures and that sparked my interest in video games and Like not only was I a Nintendo fanboy and I just love video games and I figured out I could make them. That's what I wanted to do. And then I made them and then I said, oh, I never want to do this again. And then I left immediately. I was like, I'm over it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened to me because I had been a lifelong gamer playing them. And somebody said, well, why why don't you go to school and maybe make them? And it blew my mind that's a possibility. I could go and be somebody that made these until I went to school and was somebody that made them. And I was, I don't want to do this. This is not fun. <laughs> yeah. Not, not get me out of <laughs> here,
0: <laughs> which is, which is good. Cause you still learn a lot of skills that apply to other, other industries. See, so yeah, I got out of there and, <laughs> and I, I've actually, you know, I pivoted to mobile a lot recently and, and I love the mobile game industry, which is really interesting because as we talk about the one year, one of switch, um, you know, that was the big thing that people really thought was just, everyone thinks that you know, games are dead. Games are dead. Just, everything's mobile. Everything's on the iPad. And, and we can say, no, no, it's not true. You know, the, obviously the PlayStation's doing well, the Xbox one is doing well. Um, and the Nintendo, you know, switch the fastest selling video game console ever. Like I, did you ever imagine that anyone could beat the Wii? No, did you imagine anybody could beat the Wii U? Oh, no. Yes, everybody could beat the Wii yeah. U. <laughs> you know, and that's interesting. Right? If you look at this, the ebb and flow of Nintendo, like NES, just stellar, just like crushing it. SNES, slow out of the gate, but then actually end up beats the Genesis. As we stop there, right? Were, were you a Genesis kid? Did you
1: make the leap? Were you a traitor? I was. Oh, I was a goodness. Genesis. And I also had a um what was the one with the the uh, it was the first with the disc sega saturn i also had a sega saturn and i won it from a mcdonald's monopoly game what? you know how they uh, yeah, yeah. I, I could buy in two tokens from like fries or something and i won a sega saturn i had virtual virtual fighter It was the only game I didn't buy anything else. I was just like, well, I came with it and this is not, this is okay. But then it just went back to like whatever else, but you know, whether it's Nintendo or Sonic really, I mean, yeah. Genesis.
0: Was it Sonic that put you over to the other side, the dark side of video games?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, Sonic was, I mean, we can get into my, my feelings because this is a, a topic discussion that I was thinking we need to have, but we can we can lead into it now about the idea of Nintendo and the cool factor of mm. their characters or lack thereof and it's can be something we discuss but as as I'll tease you with it okay. I don't really like Mario. I just don't <laughs> think he's cool. What? I don't Who like are him. you. Who
0: are you? I know. That's I the first I, I'm I came to it.
1: this realization after I beat Mario Odyssey. I'm like I don't like this guy. I I play it because the gameplay is so interesting and fascinating, but I think he's kind of a dork and I don't like playing as him. And I don't like Luigi. I think they're both losers. But <laughs> Sonic was really cool. And I that appealed to me. Interesting. I think also realize that Michael and I are a few years
0: apart. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that actually has anything to do with it. Because I was still a little bit younger when the SNES and Genesis Wars were coming out. And I really wasn't impressed with Sonic at all. And I I obviously, growing up, I didn't have a lot of money either. Neither did my family. So I got one video game console and and that's all I got to mm. pick from and 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 there was I had to sell my NES to actually get my SNES and we were that type of family we had to upgrade sure through um which is really interesting okay so we won't get into it too much but going back to the nintendo history of oven for like n64 right kind of a downtrend then we then gamecube all right so that was still kind of oh, a yeah. downtrend but but then the Wii, right just <laughs> massive success and then you know wii u kind of trickling along like a gamecube and then you know the switch i think is is interesting to see this wave compared to you know the playstation 2 3 4 and then xbox and 360 and xbox one can have always had a very similar trajectory but based on what nintendo is because they're out of the box and i think that's what can draw people or not draw them to it
1: or turn them away yeah
0: absolutely you want to get into this year one of the switch i thought we'd just kick it all the way back to the very beginning
1: yeah no i i think that's great let's let's review our our thoughts our initial thoughts on the trailer let's walk through this i'm i'm really interested in see what you think because i i have a feeling knowing you you were in the moment you saw nintendo logo come up um and knowing me <laughs> i was skeptical yeah so let's see so w-
0: did you go back and rewatch the trailer today i did yeah i took
1: a a, a little walk down memory lane
0: so this was in october of 2016 and this was the first time nintendo said anything about the switch we there was rumors i remember like hybrid people were talking about hybrid things and maybe detachable i try to keep out of rumor mill as much as possible but at this time you know the xbox one x or the xbox one was was, you know out the playstation 4 was out like the wii u is kind of on this you know who knows what was really going on? And and they just released this trailer and this announcement out of out of nowhere. And from what I can remember, I wrote a whole blog post on it and I rewatched it this morning. And I remember, yeah, the opening trailer, I guess it opened with Nintendo and it said Switch or whatever. And we're like, what, what does that even mean? And then you see Zelda just, you're like, all right, playing Zelda, right? I mean, we had already known about Zelda. This wasn't anything wasn't didn't didn't get you yeah and i think Mm -hmm. it was that moment where you know the guy's sitting on his couch playing it and his dog comes up and wants to go outside i guess and he goes over to the switch puts in the controllers and boom there it is right on the tablet form mind blown i was blown away. i was amazed i was like i need it
1: right now in my hands Mm mm-hmm No. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, you and I, again, have had this conversation. For me, that was always a dream. It was always a dream to have something that, and I thought, was it the PSP that was kind of, Mm -hmm. actually, you know what? The Dreamcast even sort of made, these like weird this little connection because it had that weird controller where you'd slide the slide oh, the thing yeah. into it that little screen thing and it was like oh if you want to hatch an egg or something you just walk around with this pod thing and you could i can't remember what the game was but those that that notion where i was like wow if i could have something where i could play on my tv and then i could bring it with me that would be, a, but the same game. I don't want some variation of it or some sort of knockoff of it or like a, a drastic different version because it can't hold up. This is the same game. um, And and that I thought was, that was really exciting. Like you had said, there were some some hybrid ideas floating around. So I wasn't completely shocked when when I saw it happen, but I was like, they did it. That's That's the dream. That's what I want to have yeah
0: it, i agree with you i think that you know i had a ps uh, i had a vita and i had a playstation 3 and to me it was always i was getting not the real game i wasn't getting the game and with the wii u mm-hmm. i almost had that experience but then as soon as i walked farther than the living room i couldn't do anything and it wasn't the realization of what i actually wanted i mean i was happy with my 3ds yeah. so i I love my 3DS. I have too many games to count for my 3DS. But at the same time, it's slow. It's not these crazy graphics. I also didn't know immediately when I saw this, do I want this? Is it the end of portable? Because I love my 2D uh, side-scrolling games. I love my classic Nintendo games. And I was like, oh, is this like the end Mm -hmm. of it? Am I only going to get 3D adventures from now on? And I think that was like running through my mind. Mm -hmm. But it had to happen. It had to happen.
1: Yeah. It had to happen.
0: So the kind of contra the the, the trailer continues. Uh there's a guy in an airport, he sits down, so the girl has a you know switch, they're playing, he gets on the plane, kickstand life, just all of a sudden little kickstand comes out. What do you think about the kickstand? Little kickstand? Little kickstand.
1: Oh. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's okay. (laughs) I I just felt like so much of this trailer was so cringy that I I couldn't it was ruining the idea of the system for me because I'm just like none none of this is going to happen. None of these people are going to sit down next to somebody else playing it. Nobody's going to be playing basketball and all of a sudden say, you know what, guys, pause the game. Let's let's bust out our switches and all sit around with these tiny controllers and play basketball on our switch. I, it it got crazy. <laughs> I for will me.
0: say, you know what, Nintendo, the, the production on this video was one of the best. They really got the point across. If you go back to watch the Wii U or the Wii or the GameCube like announcement trailers, they're terrible. They're just
1: terrible. I you're right in that. They sold this and you it became very clear very quickly what can I do with this? You system? got
0: it. You could show that trailer, the 3 minute and 36 second trailer to anybody and they'd be like, "Oh, I get it." Like, "Oh, you can do it here. You can do it here." And I think that was what was important. And yeah, it did get cringy, I would say. I, I Watching it again, so there were some cool things like, oh, was that Elder Scrolls? Is it not Elder Scrolls? Is there another controller? And I had like a scorecard, like how many controllers are for this system, you know? Yeah. And, and I thought it yep. was interesting because there was a whole bunch of things that, yeah, weren't going to happen, right? There was this Mario Kart on a Volkswagen bus. Like, what is <laughs> what is happening? What's happening here?
1: And you know what? Those things might happen. Like I could see maybe, okay, we're going to, like, I always have my, my switch in my bag. So mm-hmm. I jump on a plane, I'm playing it. If I'm, you know, I guess if it was like a train ride, I don't know if I would do it in like a taxi. Cause I'm like an Uber mm-hmm. or something. Cause I'm going to talk to the guy. I'm not going to just be like, yo, you drive and I'm going to play my switch. But, I, I can see some of these things happening. I just think it, a lot of the trailer just felt so over the top for me that I was just kind of like, oh, that's a little little cringy. But I did, I did love seeing it in all these different form factors. But I did the same thing as you, where I'm like, how many parts are in this? I, I feel like I, th- this thing comes with 17 controllers, six docks, two body units. I, I just couldn't keep track of all, of all the different parts that were happening.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And and I think what really took me back was when they were playing Mario Kart and you saw the split controllers. Again, I don't even think we knew that they were called Joy-Cons at this mm. point, which I remember my initial reaction to Joy-Con, which a lot of things have changed over the year. But I was like, what, how would you even play with this tiny control? What is that a different <laughs> control? Like what is happening? You know, cause you saw the, yeah. the dog head controller and then you saw the pro controller, but I will say I have definitely played it at the airport in an airplane. I have not yep. played it on a bus, um, or in a taxi <laughs> or have I ever stopped a, a basketball game to play, Yeah, but I have. Like I've I have done something where I did the Mario Kart thing, but with my friend Chris, um, uh, uh, my girlfriend was recording a podcast, and uh, with a with a guest at the house, and I said, "Hey, let's go play Mario Kart." And we took the Switch, we kicked up the kickstand, which I have a metal kickstand actually on mine. I have the oh nice yeah the Nyko modified 5, modified metal kickstand, which doesn't does not be beneficial at all. Uh, threw away $5, but uh, we sat, we sat on in our community room and we joy, you know, we, we shared the, the joy of the joy cons and it totally worked great. Like I was blown away by it. And I had never done that, uh, before and it was the first, that feeling that like, Oh, like like what an intent, if I had done it, other people are totally doing this. I don't know if they're oh, sure. if they're sharing the joy on rooftop parties with Mario at all, but
1: you know, <laughs> well, you you fly more than me, and I've definitely used it at an airport and on a plane. Have you seen other people? I there's not any that I can think of that I've seen people just kind of like out playing and in in the wild. I haven't seen a switch being played, but which is surprising to me because I would say until lately, that's been my main. Way of using it as mobile device, mm-hmm. and and I, but I just don't see a lot of other people playing it that way.
0: What's well, interesting because with the 3DS, with the Street Pass, I took my 3DS absolutely everywhere with me, and I saw a lot of people playing it because it was the portable console. and They had sold so many of it, and I would say that when I first started fly, because I fly about you know half the year or so for for work. And that's why the switch is like super attractive to me, just like my 3ds was, I can take it with me anywhere and play these games no matter what. And in the beginning, it was like, I was the cool kid on the block. I was, I would bust out Zelda and people like, what is happening? What is, what is he doing? And then like, I would slide the joy cons off and people like, Oh my God, like what is, you know, I'd be sitting in an airport just playing Zelda in a layover and, and boom. And over the year, I've definitely seen more switches pop up. I take a bus back and forth to work. On occasion, I'll play it there. Uh, I have heard many reports of like people in New York, like on the, the the train system playing the switch. And I've definitely seen more people on an airplane playing it, but it's never like I, if I walk down the aisle, I'm not seeing every other seat with a switch. I see iPads and iPhones and people watching sure. videos. But I will say at least once every other flight, I see another person playing a switch or busting out a switch here or there. Maybe that's because I'm flying from Seattle to, and from Mm -hmm. the different locations like that could be a thing. But at the same time, it's still early on where, you know, at the peak point of the three DS, there was bajillions of them out there. So I think you were going to see it more.
1: Yeah. And I think you're right. I think the phone is still the go-to in somebody's pocket. That's demanding attention. You know, it's just easier, not that it's a complicated to pull out the switch, but the phone majority of the time is, is closer in proximity to a person, you know, it's in their mm-hmm. pocket or it's, it's in whatever. Um, and I've done that myself where I'll pull out my phone and I'm like, well, I don't even want to be on this. I've got a game in my bag, but for whatever reason, you know, that's like your instinct is just pull out your phone first. Yeah, I agree.
0: And I think that that is kind of the, even, even though I bring my switch here and there, I'm like, oh, I have 20 minutes on the on 30 minutes on the bus. I'm like, oh, I should I should play something. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna check the news. <laughs> but I'm kind of, so I'm kind of a bad a bad gamer. But so they end the trailer and they say coming March. Like we got no information on games on uh, now. We did see a few things, right? We saw Mario Kart, we saw Splatoon, we saw potentially Elder Scrolls, we saw Zelda, and we saw a Mario for the first time in this trailer. So to me, I was impressed. Like my overall thoughts one I can't believe it's coming out in March that's super cool uh and they showed a lot of different games so I was really kind of blown away by this my initial reaction was I'm I'm going to give them my money immediately oh yeah. it doesn't matter but I was impressed by the trailer because the production quality and if these games land
1: awesome no yeah for me I was I was definitely skeptical um i was excited by the possibilities of the switch i thought that it looked really interesting but i i was very vocal during when we would tweet about Whatever it was, whether it was Xbox Connect or PlayStation with whatever their handheld motion thing is called, and the Wii and the Wii U with motion, I don't like it. I found it to be like a gimmick, and I, I felt like it was forced upon games like, oh, wouldn't you rather wag your hands around to put a shield and a sword up? No, I wouldn't. I'd rather just hold a controller like a normal human being and enjoy this game while I'm relaxing. And at first, I was kind of concerned. I was like, all right, this looks legit but is this going to be more gimmick and you know what maybe that's what gets me about the 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 trailer because it kind of the way it comes across and this is very nintendo and the way they do things is sort of remember that uh e3 where it was like puppets and stuff it just comes across in a way where i'm like you know i don't i don't need the gimmicks and i know that's them and they're fun and we love fun and with kids and games but i just don't for me, sometimes I'm like, look, that's why PlayStation, and Xbox are doing a little bit better because they feel like they're geared towards adults, mm-hmm. you know. And this feels like this is a kid's toy, and that's what the Wii U looked like to me. It looked yeah. like a, a a play tablet for children, um, and then the games kind of are bright and colorful and blocky and just like, meh. so I was I was I was on board. It seemed sort of sleek and kind of this is going in the right direction, but it still had that Nintendo vibe to it where it was just kind of like, is this going to be gimmicky and toy and kid focused? Um, But then, you know, we got more information. That trailer, the
0: reveal trailer to kind of talk about what you're just talking about. What was important was that there was no children in that trailer. Did you notice that there was no kids? Yeah, that's true. And I Mm -hmm. think that was important. I think that what the one thing I would have changed... From this trailer, besides some of the kitschy things, is the you only saw two non Nintendo games, which was Elder Scrolls and Basketball, which we didn't know if it was NBA 2K or what it was. I would have liked to see uh, at that point one more adult game or like Doom. Yeah. Like if they had known Doom was coming out, like that would have blown my mind because it was just oh, kind of yeah. coming out. You're yeah. like, Whoa, what is going on? You know? but besides totally that, totally unheard
1: of for yeah, it as well Yeah. For oh
0: yeah. And I think besides that, I think you're right. I think that this made it look like a more mature system and made it, you know, they changed this message. They didn't change the messaging, but they've since then come out with more family oriented, how you'd play it together, things like that. But I think even though the basketball scenario was ridiculous and the Mario Kart thing was ridiculous, that Mar- they could have swapped Mario Kart with, you know, a Ridge Racer or something of that sort. And I think, it would have hinted to what you're saying is, is it going to be more than just Nintendo ish things? Um, mm-hmm. But besides that, I thought it was good. And, and in fact, you know, I wrote an article uh, on my blog about my predictions, which was so interesting because Forbes wrote an article and it was called five, uh, five questions that may sink the switch. That's what it was called. And I was, I was pissed at this article because I was so excited about it and I was off this high and, you know, I made some predictions. They 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 thought that the battery life was going to kill it. They're like, there's no way this is going to do anything. Now, we didn't know anything about the battery life. But I said that since it's based off the Nvidia Shield, which we knew, um, okay. that all it needed was four to five hours undocked to be portable. And I would have been okay with that. And I was right. I was right. I'm just going to say, <laughs> we'll come to that later, but I was right. And the next thing was, how much does it cost? And I, my estimate was 300 to 350 I nailed it I'm pretty sure I was right and yeah. I only said that because if you compare this to an iPhone which is seven to hundred to a thousand dollars you know It's there. Sure. They also were concerned about third parties, which we'll talk about a little bit more. And this always concerns me a little bit, but they were, they were actually concerned, like, will it be comfortable? And my answer was, yes, it will be comfortable. (laughs) That was, that was my answer. And, um, (laughs) they were wondering if mobility was a gimmick. And I think we've already addressed that, that actually I play my switch 90% undocked, like actual portable though. That's, that's my jam. It's my jam. So.
1: No, I'm the same way. I'm right there with you. I mean, I love I love having it on the go.
0: Even though they didn't announce really anything besides the system, they announced so much, but nothing at all, because we didn't know about the price, the battery life, the games, the accessories or anything. And we had to wait like three months until January to find this out. And the release date, we knew March, we didn't know much. And then they did, uh, I remember it was like March 11th or 12th or somewhere around there, or January, I mean, January 11th or 12th, because I was in Ohio and they did a Japanese uh, a press conference in Japan that was in Japanese. And they had translators do voiceovers and, and do everything, which was interesting. And they announced the price, the games, the battery life, the accessories. And it was interesting. So $2.99, battery life three to five hours. They were going to have Zelda at launch. I think they talked about 1-2 Switch at launch. They showed off the HD rumble a bajillion times. And there was two SKUs, but it, they were the same, one with neon controllers and one without neon controllers, and you could pre-order it, and I pre-ordered a bajillion of them, and I got it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I remember staying up and watching this entire hour, and it was very weird type of press conference, but i was I was I was in two ninety nine I don't that's not that expensive. Is that expensive? I don't know. No, I think that's actually
1: very reasonably priced,
0: yeah, I think that people's concerns were that, you know, the Xbox one was kind of maybe going down in price or would it be compatible with the other systems, but those systems you can't take with you. That, that was my thing.
1: Yeah. It, it does more in the sense of it's mobile. It, you, you know, I, I don't understand the argument. Well, it wasn't bundled with a game like the Wii, the Wii U had their thing. And yeah, but it's, it's two ninety nine 99 for a system that you can play on your TV and you can play, on the go and you literally i i still feel awkward when i'm playing a game and it's it's on the tv screen and i pull it out of the dock and then it pops up on mine like i still feel like i'm gonna break it like i'm pulling a usb out of my computer or something do you know what i mean i feel like i'm about to destroy this thing this this black magic should not be happening and it, it works and it's and it's great and it's exactly what i think the majority is wanted clearly by the the sale. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think every time I do something on the switch that I just don't expect to work. And then when it works, my (laughs) mind is blown all over again. So
1: (laughs) I think what what was our motto for Nintendo is like, I can't believe that worked. I can't I can't believe that worked. I can't believe I played Mario Kart online for the first
0: time like again I was like I, I can't believe this worked I I just did the yeah. arms like test punch again that they did and I was like I can't believe that this works like it actually I can't talk to anybody but that's okay but I I can't believe this I can't believe that this works so that is that is um yep. That's maybe the the, the, <laughs> the title for this episode. I can't believe that this works. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So before I didn't want to go too far into the weeds of the, the reveal because I think we should just talk about it in the year one, but I think you have a pretty fun story of how you got your switch uh, there, Michael. So, so how'd that happen? <laughs>
1: yeah. So like James had said, he had bought about 75 of these things and I was skeptical. Like I had said, I did not think it was something I was going to get right away i needed to see more i needed something because the games that had come out zelda beautiful amazing games the reviews like i was watching you know day one so nintendo switch comes out march 3rd my birthday so i was like of course i'm glued to my screen i work on my computer all day long i had all kinds of you know demos going and people reviewing everything and zelda was being talked about oh my god zelda is the most amazing game i've ever played uh it's so great so i was like oh man that does look really amazing and you and i have been talking i can't remember the exact date but it was like uh you know you said you had made the offer do you i have another one do you want it otherwise i'm going to sell it to someone else I don't, I don't know i you know i was like thinking about i was hemming and hawing about it and i think it was maybe a, a week after i was like you know what these things are impossible to get even if zelda is the only game that i'm interested in at the time of launch because i think there was two others maybe um i think it's worth it i think i need to jump on this and i i messaged you and you're like yeah i totally still have it boom deal was done. It was at my house, I think a day later. Um, and it was glorious. It was, it was, I, I still remember opening it up for the first time and it, it was, it was, it was perfect. It was exactly what I wanted. It felt quality. It, I, I charged it up. I couldn't wait. I had the game ready. I was good to go. I had, you know, a huge memory card waiting for it. Um, yeah, it was, it was perfect it was i everything i had thought it wouldn't be everything i was worried about was completely wrong and i think almost instantly i i had tweeted nintendo nailed it out of the park or something like i was wrong this thing is great it totally changed my mind
0: i think that you kept seeing a lot of tweets throughout that first week the second week of people just getting it in their hand and they go Oh, this feels like a real, like this feels real. It feels.
1: It's not a toy. Exactly. It feels like an iPhone or some, you know, a piece of quality tech. Mm-hmm. It feels, it's got some weight to it. It feels like it's quality plastics. It's, it just feels like it's made to be a a, a thing adults use. You know, it's a, it's, it feels quality to me.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. That's what that was when I got it. So the story here is I've lived through many nintendo and video game launches and i play i don't, I don't play games michael i don't play games <laughs> i write them i collect them i collect as much as possible i've lived through i've worked at gamestop for a long time so i i worked actual releases and i understood how this process worked and i know nintendo there's going to be shortages it's just going to happen oh, this, yeah. it does even at the wii u thing any launch there's going to be shortages lucky that they did it in march it wasn't a holiday release which i think was Fantastical idea. They that was the best idea. And I pre-ordered as many as I could. Let's just say that. And I believe the day of, I remember rushing home from work, waiting for the orders to come in. And here was the issue: I pre-ordered as many of them as I could, because I didn't trust anybody. I didn't trust Amazon. Mm. I didn't trust Walmart. I didn't trust Best Buy. Not only would they maybe cancel my orders, but maybe they wouldn't even get their day one, uh, because mm-hmm. who knows it's not Amazon, it's not guaranteed, you know, target may take some time. in fact, target, I think took an extra week. I couldn't imagine waiting a week, having pre-ordered it online. It would have just upset me so much. So I ended up, I believe getting four or five, four or five mm-hmm. Nintendo switches and people are probably like, James, you are a terrible person because that could have been my <laughs> Nintendo switch. And did you, you probably scalped them and made a bunch of money. No, no, no. I did not do that. I, I'm not a scalper who believes that people should flip it. And that upsets me so much. And what I did is I said, I know that I'm going to have friends that did not wait up until couldn't get three up. in the morning or didn't follow, you know, slick deals or whatever to actually get them. And I would give them. So you got one. Uh, my friend Ben got one. Uh, my friend Seth at work got one. And so, someone else said, "I said, just give me you know, two ninety nine plus tax. That's all. That's all it is, right? And I'll ship it to you. Whatever it costs to ship it, if I have to ship it. And I, I was it was interesting because I also pre ordered some extra Joy Cons, and I got the base gray model, and I immediately <laughs> made and I got extra blue controllers. Uh, left and right, I got two blue controllers, uh, Joy-Cons, and I go, I've made a great mistake. I've just, I've made a mistake.
1: I've made a terrible mistake. I've made a terrible mistake. I
0: need the neon and I can't just have one neon. And I've made a mistake of not only having two blue neons and I have two grays. This is a terrible idea. I've I've upset myself. <laughs> I could have lived with it. And our condition, yours was like the last switch that I had. I said, one condition You have to have double blue
1: (laughs) (laughs) Joy-Cons. And And I was totally okay with that. I was totally okay with that. Do do you regret that decision now? Like, Do you feel... No. Actually, it was funny because I originally was like, you know what? I want to go with the gray. I'm just going to go real plain. I think that is the right choice. And then it was... You had said, okay, well... You're going to get the two blue. And then when I saw it, I'm like, no, this was the way to go. I love this little bit of color. I love that it's a little bit different because now I have, you know, like it's always the blue and the red. So mine just is a little bit different than what other people are having. And I actually wish Nintendo would come out with a bunch more of these crazy Joy-Cons. colors. I'd be all over it. Um, But I I love it. I love my two blue Joy-Cons. Good,
0: good. Well, yeah, and then and the rest is history, and now we're we're basically here. But at the same time, a lot went right and a lot went wrong in the first year. I think we mm. both agree. I think I I put in the show like the show description of what went right, like what did they do right. But I think I want to start with what went wrong because we've been so positive. I'd rather end sure. on a positive. So yeah. So what do you think went wrong in the first year of the switch?
1: Uh, all right, so I, I wrote out a few things, and I'm sure you probably have some to add to or just agree with some of the ones that I've noticed over time. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have heard many of these. Some of the problems I think Nintendo did wrong when they launched was a lack of titles. Now, granted, they had Zelda, which was a huge title to be just put, boom, just put it out there. This is giant. But that was kind of it. That whatever the the one, two, one, two whatever, switch. one, two switch, which is kind of, that's the one that maybe probably should have been bundled with it just as like, it was more of a, it was a demo to show off the switch. It doesn't, from everything I've heard and seen and read, it wasn't really a game per se. It was more like, look what you can do with the switch. You're a new you know, your new gaming console. I think that could have been how they got that. For me, the lack of Street Pass. Now I get Nintendo, they're talking about how well this is in a portable device and blah 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 blah. But I, I liked Street Pass on my 3DS. I thought that was just a really interesting innovation. Um, I never really was sold on the, the, the 3D of the 3DS, it was something I most likely just played off all the time, but I really enjoyed sort of this weird street pass thing where I'd open up my what was it me verse or whatever and I'd see, you know, here's 10 people you randomly passed mm-hmm. when you were going through the airport. I thought that was just really really interesting and and I would love to have something like that again. Um I get it why that they're not doing that but it's just something I miss.
0: Yeah, I think that that's what's interesting because when you got the 3DS, you immediately got uh, games with the the street pass yeah. functionality you had this extra thing to do where yeah you're right the switch launched with here we go i'm going to run it down one two switch yep fast rmx i am Setsuna. just dance 2017 the legend of zelda breath of the wild shovel knight specter and treasure trove skylanders imaginators snipper clips and super Bomberman r did you and, did, buy anything besides zelda Cause I did.
1: Mm, nope. I had just Zelda. Um, I heard bad things about Bomberman, but I've heard bad and good things about Bomberman, and that kind of scared me off. I've heard nothing but great things about Shovel Knight, so it is on my list of games to get. But it wasn't something I felt I wanted to buy a three hundred dollars system for, and then pay the additional whatever, let's say twenty dollars, because I know it's a It's an indie on the Mm eShop. I didn't want to pay an additional $20 for this retro style game on this brand new system. To me, that was just kind of like, no, I'm not. I I will get around to that game. It does look interesting. But I'm not buying a next gen Nintendo system to play something that could have been on my Super Nintendo. Do you know what I mean? Like in my mind, it just did not fly.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I you know, I didn't rebuy shovel nights cause I had kickstarted stuff way back in the day. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I enjoyed it, but I already owned it. I did buy one, two switch just because I give Nintendo all my money and <laughs> I've definitely played it. We have definitely played one, two switch in a party situation. And it's funny. It doesn't necessarily lend well to, you know, you have to be paying attention and you have to have a television. That's pretty loud. If you're not in that scenario, it's you know it's not great however when people play okay. it it's more fun to watch people play than actually um, play sometimes but it is it is quite mm-hmm. okay. I think it could have been a great pack in or $20 download. And I think that was the mistake, but that's okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I did buy yeah, Zelda. It was, it was a full price game, right? It, it
0: was, no, it was 49 99. So almost. Oh, okay. So what? So it was almost, almost there. Yeah. It was full price. Basically. I'll just say that. Yeah. I bought fast RMX. I downloaded that cause it's a high speed, you know, racing game. That was fun. And I like shining, um, entertainment and I also bought, oh geez, I, I buy all the games. I did buy Snipper Clips, which is an amazing game that every single person should buy. It's adorable. It's yep. fun.
1: I own it now. It's great. And it is fun. It will most likely break up any relationship. Yes. It Any friendship, any any coming together of people that like each other, this game will probably end it. Yeah.
0: And and it was like, well, that so that was the first one that I go, "Oh, the joy con two people playing it like this could actually work and it was designed to really showcase some of the functionality and you know it was downloadable yeah. 20 bucks I like it I did buy bomberman and uh I sold it on eBay uh, I cashed in the coins <laughs> good, huh? yeah here's the problem is to me now the thing is with bomberman is There was a lot of updates over time, and I believe that they fixed a lot of issues like connectivity issues, things like that. To me, it was a little slow. It felt whatever. The online was really poor. It was day one. I shouldn't have expected much from it, but I think if I see it for 10 bucks, maybe I'll pick it up again. Maybe not. I don't know. That that was my thing. But I think that for me, I wasn't, I actually thought the launch titles were fine, but I I agree with Mm -hmm. you that people i believe imagine that it was just a zelda playing machine that's really what people thought it was let's be honest
1: yeah yeah and i'm i'm definitely one of those people for like it was for me that was it and and i got over 100 of something hours in zelda so i that's what i used it for that was that was my go to yeah.
0: and i i agree i think that that the street pass would have been cool i do miss it a little bit cuz i do bring it around but I think the bigger issue that I had was that I wasn't just forking over two ninety nine. I was forking over day one for the Switch six seven hundred dollars because I bought mm-hmm. an extra set of Joy-Con. I bought a, a two hundred fifty six gig um, SS or SD card, or it was one twenty. I forget what yeah. I bought. Two, I think about two fifty six. I bought an extra dock from the Nintendo website. I bought, you know, two games plus two downloadable games, a three box games plus one downloadable game. I was spending a lot of money on day 1 and people call yeah. the accessories that you buy on top of it the 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 switch tax. You know, you got the base console yeah. and all this other stuff. Because honestly, what is it $80 for a Joy-Con set?
1: Yeah, I think it's $80 for the Joy-Cons and 60, 60 or 70 for the uh, Pro. Oh, the pro, yeah.
0: Now, interestingly enough, have you ever found the situation where you needed more Joy-Con?
1: No, no, no. But I, if, if I want more Joy Cons, I yeah. would collect Joy Cons, but I won't for eighty dollars. To me, that's overpriced.
0: So I, I, and I, I. The interesting part is I have a set of Joy Cons, and what's nice is when we want to play a game. Undocked, I have a set that's ready to go. And then a set that's always in the switch. Mm-hmm. So there's always a set that never leaves the switch. Cause will always be fully charged. Yep. And I swap them whenever the batteries go low and that's nice. it. So I, I, I use it in that fashion. I've never found the need for more than two joy con. I guess maybe we just don't have a lot of people over, but, uh, <laughs> I just, you know, I don't have, that. I don't own a pro controller. I just owned the joy con and mm-hmm. that's it. And I think that was a problem is people, when you buy a console you're immediately think i need my i need all the accessories yeah i need everything but in fact if you just get a switch you can share the joy and i think you're okay i think you're okay and just people didn't realize that and i think that's why the overpriced accessories kind of
1: maybe i don't know well that's i I think that was a big argument was that okay you bought your console for 299 now for it to be on the same playing field as an xbox or a uh, you know, a PlayStation, you need a pro controller, you need the the memory cards, which now you're pushing easy 400. So, and, and I don't disagree. I used for the longest time, I did use my Joy-Cons in the adapter handheld thing when I would play it on the television and it was fine i had no problem with it it, it worked you know it, it it was fine i did get a pro controller and i will say i really enjoy the pro controller and that's why earlier when i said until as of late I, handheld was my main form factor but with the pro controller i am using it more as a console on my tv because i really enjoy the feel of that controller i think it works really well it's it, again it feels very um You know, the Joy-Cons individually feel very well-built. The the tablet part of it feels really well-built. When you slide it into that handheld, it starts feeling a little janky. Mm -hmm. And I think that's sort of the downside where it's like, oh, this isn't really kind of the experience I want. I was always kind of worried I'll break something. The Pro controller is beautiful. It's a really comfortable, well-designed controller. Um, And... I I think that makes a difference for me. That is something I'm very... At first, I was like, I don't know if I want to spend the money on this, but I'm happy I did. I really like it. Interesting. Yeah, so I've
0: not made the plunge. I've said I'm going to go doghead, the doghead controller, all in. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting... There was like a Mario Odyssey lunchbox that had an extra one. And I got that, and it has some texture to it, which I think is a little bit nice. I did originally buy the chargeable which upset me so much the chargeable <laughs> grip because it doesn't actually have batteries in it so it doesn't always charge you. you have to plug it in i said this is stupid and i sold it on sold it on ebay because in the beginning you could sell anything on ebay for almost what you paid for it because you couldn't find accessories anywhere like, you couldn't get joy cons or you couldn't get docks or you couldn't you couldn't get anything at all yeah. and uh i think that was what was interesting. I do have a screen protector because I remember what went wrong, right? I think there was two big things. Everyone's like, Oh my God, Oh my goodness, you're going to scratch the screen. And and then, you know, everything's warping and everything's overheating. I don't know. Did you put a screen <laughs> protector? I, I freaked out. I said, I'm getting a screen protector. And I bought like four of them because screen protectors are so freaking hard to put on a system. And I, I learned the trick of Steaming the bathroom to get all the dust particles out of the air, and then apply what? it in the bathroom. Yeah, really? you don't know about that. This is a pro no, tip.
1: I, I did not know about that. I, like, I did get a screen protector because I bring it with me everywhere, and mm-hmm. I was just like, and I got so it's obviously it's like a tempered glass screen mm-hmm. protector, and it may if it, I kind of like that. It adds a little more heft to it. It feels like oh, this kind of feels a little bit even more robust now. I, and it, it it sticks out a little bit, but if it still fits in the dock, no problem. But I did not know about the steaming in the bathroom. I I just very meticulous. Like I cleaned this. I like I I took a lot of time. I, it was like I was performing a surgery in my on my desk. But um, yes, I did get the screen protector. I, it was something I I wanted, and I was noticing. I think that's what got me to do it because I was everybody was talking about it. Like oh, it'll scratch it all up. But I always played it as a handheld, so I never noticed. And then, <laughs> yeah. I started to see like not scratches, but like little scuff mark where it would slide into the dock. And I mm-hmm. Oh no. So <laughs> I went and got the screen protector.
0: Yeah. I, I, I remember I went on Amazon. I think I, it, the nice thing is mine was tempered glass and it came with two. It, they always come with two. Like, oh, you're going to mess this yeah. up.
1: Yeah. And you're just going to screw this. You're going to
0: screw it up. You're going to put it on wrong. You're going to do something. And I put the first one on, it was perfect. It was perfect and perfect. And then, a little piece of dust. And you're like, no. No, oh, yeah. And then you got to tear it all off and you can't reuse that. It's game over. No. And then I read online for an hour about how to do this. And steaming the bathroom gets all the dust particles out of the air. And then I applied it and it was great and it's perfect. And, That's cool. Uh, I never knew that. Yeah, pro tip. Good to know. No, did yours um, warp? Did yours get overheated? I do have warp. Man. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, it's not... I. You know what? It's funny because I, afterwards I went and I looked on my... It's, it's very... You would not really notice. I noticed because I'm crazy about stuff like that. Like I I try to keep very good care of the stuff I own. And so when I had seen it, I'm like, what is, did I sit on this? What is going on here? I was kind of upset about it. What I, I had noticed it because, um, I I did something and I was like, oh my God, I think I put a book back like in my bag and then I threw a book in and I didn't think about my switch. It's in a case, but. I was like, oh, my God. So I pulled it out. I'm like, oh, no. But then I read, oh, no, it's because it was in the dock. So it had nothing to do with me. But at first, I freaked out. I'm like, I just broke it. That's
0: great. (laughs) Whenever I look at it, I I don't know if mine is warped at all. And maybe it is a little bit. I I don't know. Uh But I think my mind is playing games on me. And it just wants to believe. It's so warped. (laughs) It's so warped. Uh, But. (laughs) it's good Mine, i haven't had any problems it's all good it's all
1: good. no i have no problems it's it's I, like i said it's it's got a slight warp i do have the joy con um not that it disconnects i've never had that issue i don't know if you did no, no. that was one of the day like the oh, early yeah. problems with it joy con disconnects but, yeah yeah i don't have that i do have where there's um, a little plastic so so on your joy cons you push that little button and you pop your joy con off mm-hmm. there's a little tiny piece of plastic in there that kind of holds the joy con from sliding off of the brackets over time because it's plastic those metal brackets it slides onto kind of wear a notch out of that little plastic latch mm. in my left joy con when i when i'm holding it in my hands and i like use my my left-hand pointer finger to turn the power off or on, it will sometimes put pressure, you know, because you're pushing down on the power. So if you're pushing down, your palm is pushing up and it will sometimes now pop it off because that little latch Mm. is worn off. So that does happen to me. Like I'm aware of it. So I make an extra effort to like not, push on it too much but it does pop off i did read that there's people selling metal replacements so you kind of like unscrew the joy con just take this little plastic piece off and you put the metal piece on and now you've got a metal that will never wear um so i'm i think i'm going to do that it's like it's like five bucks to to get the parts i may do that i will say that one person and it was it's an interesting theory i i think they're giving nintendo too much credit I think they were just cheap. But this person said, maybe that's intentional because if you ever drop it, the plastic latch is intended to give away. So the Joy-Con just pops off. No. And not exactly. I'm like, you know what? That's an interesting idea. Nintendo is just being cheap. There's no way that they said, you know what? Maybe if it drops, because it only has to drop in one angle for it to pop off because any other way, it makes no difference. So in my mind, Nintendo, you cheaped out on that little piece and it now is worn out. Yeah.
0: But I think there's a
1: lot yeah, of concerns. And I'm not buying a new one for 80. No. There was, I think
0: there's a lot of concerns around plastic going into metal and actually seeing how that would work. And I don't remove the Joy-Cons all that much. I will say when I put take the Joy-Cons off, let's say we're playing Just Dance and you've got to put the little bumpers on the little slider things. Mm. Uh, which are essential because that's what it gets the, the LNR on the top, especially if are playing Mario Kart or something with, with just a separate Joy-Con, that is always really rough. And I always feel like I'm going to break it, but I'm not going to break it. But I always, that to me is, I wish that that part of the system worked a little bit better and it works great sliding things mm-hmm. on and off, but I always feel as though I'm going to
1: break something just in my yeah. mind. Did you make the first mistake like I did when you put those little bumper things on you didn't put it on the right joy con that it was supposed to go on and then it was almost impossible to get it back off when you were like oh i just jammed this thing on here and this is not how this is supposed to work i never made the connection that it was like you're matching up the plus or minus or whatever and then that's that's where it belongs and i was just like i just grabbed one and just threw it on thinking oh they're universal What, what does it matter and it took me i'm again it was like going to the surgery table it took me like 10 minutes to get the thing back off it really goes on there and uh haven't made that mistake again that was that was the one and only but i I, that i popped i literally unboxed it threw one on i'm like yep broke it cool that's cool (laughs) great goodness i did not i've not done that
0: yet but i know that the time is coming and it will happen (laughs) yeah they could have they could have fixed that they could have that seems a little unintended. Un- yeah,
1: that's the that's the one little janky area, but it's it's not that big of an issue. I I don't I, ever since that day one when I just did it to see how it looked. I've never used those bumpers, never. Mm. So I, I I don't I use them. I use them because I don't play like that.
0: It's d- only you only need them every once in a while, but I do hate putting them on and taking them off.
1: <sighs> yeah. Anything else you think went terribly wrong? Um, the big problem, and I think we maybe hit on it a little bit, was the app. This app is a mess. The online Nintendo Switch voice chat app experience. Yes. Let's just say the all the online experience is kind of a mess. It, you know, we we have played. You and I have played Splatoon two together. We we couldn't talk, but we have tried. Mm-hmm. I think we have made it happen maybe once, um, and that was fine. It works, like you said. I can't believe this works. We played it, and it seemed it was good. It wasn't like laggy or anything. It was playing really well, but the app is such a mess. And, and I feel like this is one of those things that Nintendo is just not, that's not their forte. It's not their strength. They made this app. So if I want to play an online game and I want to talk to my friends while I play it, This isn't new tech. We didn't invent time travel. Nintendo, this has been happening. People do this for quite a while. I have to have a headphone hooked into my switch. So I'm wearing that, that cable's coming around unless I'm doing Bluetooth. And then I've got to have another thing hooked into my phone. So my phone's got to be going. So now you're killing my phone battery. It's just like, this is out of control that this is how I have to communicate with people. I mean, it's, it's such a mess. I don't know how they can fix it, to be honest, because if that's not built into the Switch, it's probably going to just be, I'm going to use Discord. <laughs> I'm not going to use the Nintendo app. Yeah,
0: so this is sad because this we needed this for Splatoon 2 or any game, let's be honest. But this was the essential piece for Splatoon 2, and that's why it came out. I mean, this is when mm-hmm. it launched. And it was really sad. It's the only thing on there. yeah, and it, it 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 was kind of the if you let Nintendo create an online voice app, chat room, this is how they would do it. And it makes complete sense. It's you need the friends code. You need the pairing. You need to invite people. You can't talk to everyone this and that and all the missing pieces. And it wasn't fully fleshed out. And it was sad to me because my name is in the third-party licenses for this app. Like my actual, (laughs) my code, I have some software, not all of it, is like in my libraries or in this app. And you'll see James Montemagno in the third-party credits. And it was so cool. And the app itself, surprisingly has some cool features uh, that I actually use to actually uh, go on and buy some Splatoon 2, like exclusive merch, things like that. Mm -hmm. But I will say, well, one, no other apps or games ever used it. Like nothing ever (laughs) used it.
1: it's only – I opened it up today before we got on. It's still just Splatoon 2. That's it. It's the only thing on there.
0: Yeah, and I think that – I think they're going to retool it, which is why the online – you're not paying for anything – thing is going back further and further and it's funny because I actually think that if we switch over to what Nintendo did right is that I think that they did something right by actually not even caring about online they just gave up and they said we'll figure it out and not rushing it they they rushed this app because they said we're going to do this app and then I'm thankful that they didn't try to, sh- they got all the feedback. They didn't sh- try to shoehorn every other game inside of it. I have to imagine that they're doing something else. That said, Michael, I am so glad that there is no voice chat in the online Nintendo apps and games because I don't want people yelling and screaming at me and swearing at me, which happens every single time I play any game online. It was almost refreshing to play Mario Kart online uh, and not have any. There was no voice. There's nothing happened, and it was it was lovely. It was perfect.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the majority of the time for me, I mean, I wanted to not have voice chat because I choose not to have voice yeah. chat, not because it's so janky it doesn't work. But it, I, I most of the time I don't actually do voice chat or any sort of communication, even on online games, just because it is. It's a lot of just like. Just, just I don't need to hear it. I don't need to hear it anyway. And I think I don't remember because it's been a while. But I do think you and I either set up a, a call. I don't remember what we did. I I thought we were talking when we were doing, but maybe we just gave up on all of it. But it seems like Discord would be the way to go. Yeah. You know, they've got voice. They've got video. Even if you wanted to to do that um it seems like that's that's kind of the way to go right now i think they are waiting and i honestly think they're waiting for smash brothers Mm -hmm. to launch um it's going to come out all the same time that's my guess that's going to be the big thing yeah it's got to be out by smash brothers um but that's going to be the big thing where they're like oh here's nintendo oh or online here we're charging and Mm -hmm. here's the game that's going to make you willing to pay um and i hope i hope they do it i hope they they hit it out of the park and i hope it works i i think it's going to be a little weird but um hopefully it works out i don't hopefully yeah i I think what mostly
0: i want and this is kind of going into the hopes and dreams a little bit that we were going to talk about is i think Mm -hmm. that what's important what's missing at this point that they can improve on is the group chat of me and my friends i would be totally okay if what existed today is just an online chat room that we get onto our switch like Xbox has. And they say, this is my group. Like, I don't actually want to talk to other people, but when I'm playing Splatoon, I want to easily match, make, join all my friends, get everyone online, invite other people to play against us. But me and all my friends can chat. That's what I care about as someone that plays games. Um, And I, and I think hopefully they can fix that off, but let's talk about what went right before we go too deep into the Nintendo online strategy. Uh, Yeah. And I will say, I would think that the thing that really sparked it for me first is the quality of the machine, but then surprisingly the quality of the software. It's simplistic. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's not cluttered. I didn't think that it would evolve over a year. Well, it didn't evolve over a year. Let's be honest. And Everyone's <laughs> fear was that maybe it wouldn't live up to the hype for what is required in a next generation console. There's only a few icons on the bottom. You have one row of apps and games. And if you tap on one, you get more in a big list. If you've maxed it out, the online store, it works. It's a little bit whatever, but it's clean. I can get to things. What blows my mind is that this thing turns on so fast, goes to sleep so fast. Yeah. It boots a game so fast. It installs updates so fast i've never turned on my switch and be like oh gotta go eat lunch and come back in an hour because i'm downloading an update (laughs) xbox i never felt that way and that's what i think what i mean i'm blown away i am the night and day difference between the 3ds and the wii u to this mind-boggling mind-boggling
1: yeah yeah nope totally agree i have from day one hated hated the interface okay i got the 3ds and i loved loved my ds i would say that my ds was my favorite console Mm -hmm. i think of all time i loved it getting the 3ds first gen Mm -hmm. 3ds i was so disappointed not, I mean, it worked, and the 3D I thought was great, and the games were great, and all that. Not that the the UI of the 3ds was so messy and just i never felt comfortable using it. i always always like this is such like i spent hours trying to like get the folders the way i could at least kind of feel like it was organized in a a logical way but then you're still hitting there's navigation at the top there's navigation at the sides there's navigation over here you open this there's more navigation it just was like this is a train wreck um and then the the device itself kind of felt so janky to me where it was like man my ds was so sleek you know what i mean it was the 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 little stylus was on the side it was a full size and it was boom and every there was no extra buttons or lights that weren't being used but then with the 3ds there was weird little like the form factor of it felt off the stylus was that weird Mm -hmm. like a retractable like metal stylus in the back, which was an awkward place for it because I always had to look for it. It wasn't just right there where my finger was. It, the, everything about it just felt off to me. It seemed like, wow, that was a real step backwards. So I was not, when I first turned on my Switch, I'm like, what? Who, <laughs> who did? This is beautiful. <laughs> this is totally in line with my like design aesthetic of just being sort of clean and minimalist and just here's what you need, nothing else white, clean, simple. I loved it. I totally fell in love with it. And that was one of those things was like, wow, I am I am on board. I'm so impressed with what they were doing. Um, I know some people kind of are still bugged about the UI and there's things they want to see differently for me. Perfect. It's perfect.
0: They crushed it. I think loved it. I loved it. I think that to me, they took a look at what operating systems on mobile was doing, what how that scaled to something like Android TV or Apple TV, my favorite part is the little sounds, the tiny animations, just cute little stuff mm-hmm. like, just perfect. You can always clearly see where you're at on the screen. Like I can clearly tell that I have, you know, uh, you know, a game selected, and I know it's highlighted, it's bold, it's flashing a little bit. Every the contrast as well, the iconography is great. I know that the shop looks like a shop, or news looks like news. Uh, and they've improved on it too. I think in the recent update of 5.0, or right, they when you're pairing Joy-Cons, you see the colors. Mm. And I'm like, oh, it's so nice. Yep. Just little. You can see all little the information. Stopped. The first time I held down
1: the home button, that little side menu came up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nailed yep. it. And I, and and they're just evolving on something that's strong already. Mm-hmm. You know, now when these little iterations keep coming out, it's going to be just an evolution. It's going to be refining and just perfecting. Um I, I, th- I really think that it it's what it needs to be now I don't know I don't have a ton of games so I don't know if it gets super cumbersome when you know you you start stacking up maybe you've got 30 40 50 yeah. games on there I don't know if that starts getting a little like well this size is getting a little cumbersome it's a little wonky now but for me I don't even have that one. That initial bar full yet? <laughs> I think I have maybe eight games that I play, and and also I I probably could because of all the demos, but I I just delete the demos when I'm done mm. with them. I don't keep them on my Switch, um. So I've never had the point where I'm like um oh, full here, but yeah, for me it's just it's a breath of fresh air compared to that 3DS and looking at that thing.
0: Yeah, what's interesting is I do have that overflow, but I think that the difference between the 3DS or the Wii U and this is how they rank it because it's most recent played and I usually am never mm-hmm. playing more than eight games at a time or have a bunch of demos and I'm like you, I delete all the demos when I'm done because I can go get them at the eShop really quick and I don't know, they're there. Mm-hmm. I also like that the games yeah. update all the time. Like, I don't have to think about it. It's like I'm at home on Wi-Fi, like just do it. I think that was mm-hmm. was clever and yeah, oh, I like it. I, I'm real... I'm, I'm into it and I, I do have overflow, yeah. but I don't go into overflow that often because I'm a little bit different. Here's where I'm a little bit different um, is I do a lot of cartridges. So let's say Ugh. I haven't played Zelda in a while. We'll get into that debate later, but let's just say here's a cool thing. <laughs> Zelda is not in my top eight right now because I haven't played it in a while. If I put in the cartridge, it is now on the top of the list okay because that's a nice perk is i've now taken this it's there it's in there kind of know. so that's a good thing um yeah. yeah i think they nailed a lot of other things i think to me uh i was right about the price i was right about the battery i have never run into an issue with the battery not only of the joy cons themselves there's a little tiny battery in there but actually of the system i've never had an issue ever running out of battery i, I don't know
1: no me either i don't know i think it's I think a lot of people would put the battery life in the the bad column or the wrong column but for me I I can't agree with that. I have no issues with the battery life. I've never been playing it and had it die on me. Um maybe I just don't play for more than 3 hours, you know, like I, I and it I I just it's not an issue. I mean, if you're on a plane, I can see maybe, but I always have a charger with me, so I I it's just not a Issue. I don't know. Yeah. I I've definitely
0: run lower. I've definitely run to the 10% one or two times. But then I'm like, all right, I'm kind of done. I can go on to something else, or I'm about to get off a plane, anyways. And if I think about it, normally there's a charger somewhere. I have a USB C is my Pixel 2 that I have. And I could plug it in if I needed to, but I've never really ran into an issue. Oh, I like the notification system. I just notify that you just got online.
1: (laughs) I like that. Even that is great. Friends code, not so great. No, that's definitely something that needs to stop. They need to stop with that friends code. I don't have very many friends, so it doesn't matter. But it's a huge pet peeve. Like, I don't know. I mean, now that the friends are connected with, at least Facebook, you can be connecting friends. Um, I feel like if I could have, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and email... I would be much more likely to find friends than through that friends code thing because it's just so cumbersome. You know, I've got family members that have a a switch and it took me forever to be friends with them when that shouldn't be necessary. I should be able to say, oh, yeah, you know, six of my Facebook friends or six of my you know email contacts have a switch. Let me shoot this off to them so I can maybe at least just see what they're playing, you know, just what they're up to um yeah i don't like the friends code i don't know why they still stick with that it's got to be something i'm assuming technical I, somewhere I, yeah I don't, I don't know it's like you know what we're gonna give you this great device but you're gonna have to use a friend's code sorry that's just we, we can't give you everything you want <laughs> yeah you can't get everything this one has to live on but yeah. uh
0: probably- <laughs> we're nintendo damn it this is what we do <laughs> this is what this is what you know us for uh <laughs> or the best thing let's be honest is that it does what they said it was gonna do i mean yeah it does it's you take it out of the dock it works if i think of what nintendo did right is they said this is what the system is gonna do it's called the switch what a great name for the system and it's gonna be this hybrid at home and on the go same games gonna have an app store you can download games you're gonna be able to somehow can add friends like there's there's friends functionality I think that they really delivered on what they said the system was.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I don't know. That, that's what mine is. What about your favorite bit? What, your favorite bit of the console, if you had to
1: have one thing, favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, it mine is a little bit sort of sappy. When I first started playing Nintendo, I remember that feeling. I remember, you know, this this sense. And, there, and there's been a couple games and there's been a couple you know times since where I'd have these moments where I'm like, this is something special. This is something where I have never experienced this before. And it, you know, that playing Mario for the first time, playing Duck Hunt, like I'm shooting at a screen and it's red. This is amazing. Like those things blew my mind as a child. And there were other games like my first time playing Metal Gear Solid. That experience blew my mind as a gamer at whatever year that was, 94 or something, whenever that came out. Um, there, There were just those moments. And right now the Switch is that for me. There's times where I'm like just looking at news on it You know, in the in the like the news section just because I'm like, you know what? I just want to be using this. I just I don't have anything that I even want to play right now. I just feel like this is something that's made me interested in games again. Um I love my Xbox, I love PlayStation that's fine. But this feels special. It feels something different to me. And that's why there's games coming out, even even though they're maybe they're um they were on the Wii U or like Bayonetta, they were talking about Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2, and I had never played those. I never really cared, but I was always... Now I look at them like, you know what? I Maybe I would buy that for Switch because I, I want to keep using it. I love the portability of it. I love that it feels like it's something special and it feels that way you know nintendo feels special Mm. again to me and it and i think for me my that's what makes it something favorite of mine is it it reminds me or at least it brings me back to when i was very passionate about playing video games because that kind of ebbs and flows you know there's moments where you're playing something you're like oh i'm so bored doing this i don't even know why i'm playing this game i don't even enjoy this right now but it's making me enjoy things again as far as in the games like i really i just played it's an older game but it was a uh, steam world dig and it just it was so fun and i'm like picking it up and using it and then i'm docking it and using it and i'm picking it up and using it, and it was just like i can't stop playing this game and i don't have to because i can just mill about i can play it in bed i can play it you know on my tv i can play it if i had to go for a long ride somewhere and i just wanted to be a passenger and play it you know I, that's possible um I think that's special. I think there's really something special about it. And there's a ton of potential with it. Yeah. So for me, that's my favorite thing about this one. I'm pretty close. I think for me,
0: it's enabling me to revisit and replay games that I never would have before. And I think this is a special. I was going to play Zelda. I was going to play, you know, the new Mario Kart or whatever Super Mario Odyssey comes out um but i wasn't necessarily i missed out on so many games cuz i haven't played my xbox a lot to be honest with you and i mm. don't really play any of my steam games because they're all on my computer and i don't really love to be on my computer i actually don't love mm. playing on the television all that often because i'm you know, our apartment isn't very big. So there's downsides with playing on the television. There's loud noises, you're, you know, interrupting your partner. Even, you know, they may not even be home, they may be in the other room, but you can still hear things or vice versa. You know, we try to be cognizant of our space. Uh, and I do like playing on the big TV, but for me, I have missed out on the last three years of games. And I love that developers are bringing their games to the Switch and, If it's not on the switch, I'm just waiting, I wait for it to be on the switch. If you're not there day one, I'm just gonna wait until you bring it to the switch because I'm no longer gonna buy it anywhere else. I wanna be able to sit down on the couch side by side my partner while she does, you know, on her computer or she's watching TV, and I'm just sitting there with my earbuds in and I'm just jamming on a game. I love that. Yeah. that like that ability, yeah. which I could never do before. And I'm playing these real amazing games that I love. So to me, it's that warm, fuzzy feeling of, of having this system that enables me to do these type of scenarios.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I bet you there's a lot of families that that's a huge plus for them. Like you're not utilizing the main television. We don't all have to watch you play a game. You can sit and play whenever you like, um and and it's just in your own space but you're still there with the family i agree all right that's yeah that, that's a great all right, let's
0: wrap up this puppy i know we wanted to talk about one or two more things otherwise like an hour and a half and we swear our podcasts are only going to be 30 minutes in the future uh, <laughs> this one is long, so, long. so long i hope that everyone's enjoying this <laughs> i do want to get into our hopes and dreams we'll talk about this more on nintendo dispatch throughout the years to come but if you could pick now one mm-hmm. thing that you could hope and dream for though i'm sure we'll iterate on what is your hope and dream for the the switch or for nintendo going
1: forward my big thing that i am frustrated with sometimes is the eShop. that's my hopes that's my dreams for them to tweak um it's it's the thing i use the most so i just would love some sort of rating system so you know i want to know what people are playing like I wanna know what you play. I want to know what you've bought and like, you know, Steam does that where they base things on what you've bought in the past, or they base things on, hey, your friends are playing this, they rate it really high. You know, would you like to try this? I would like to start seeing better uh eShop, I guess, filtering and and sort of suggestions, things like that. I just don't, I don't I've I've got a lot of games on my wish list. And I'm always shy to pull the trigger, even though some of them are extremely reasonably priced because I always have to go somewhere and and review it because I like I don't want to buy crappy games. I don't have the time to waste on a crappy game. I want to buy good quality games, whether that's, you know, a a main title or or an indie game. Um, And so for me, that's a big thing. I want ratings that people from people that are actually buying and playing the games. Yeah,
0: I think that my I share a lot of uh, empathy and um, similar kind of hopes and dreams for the eShop. My other hope and dream is that it just continues to sell. <laughs> I mean, I think that's yeah. Uh, it's been a great first year. We had over a hundred games on the the three or the Switch between eShop downloadables and retail games, which is mind blowing. Uh, I think that if I really look at my hopes and dreams for it to continue to sell. And I think that Nintendo can do that by partnering up with indies, but also continuing their transparency. If I count it last year, 2017, they had nine Nintendo directs. And I think those mm-hmm. went, you know, miles and wonders for the diehards that are following. And it also makes great role because it shows me the potential of what's coming out in the partnerships. Even this nindies one that they just did uh, recently, like really showed, the potential of the next x months that I can wait around for like you know even announcing and showing smash or showing the new DLC that really helps me reaffirm my commitment I guess to the console so I'm really excited and I hope that it continues because you see press every time it's like every 2 months or every month you see the spike of interest in the switch switch is doing this switch is doing that and I think that's special you don't see that in the other systems so
1: no, I, th- I love that they do that. And it, I get excited, um, because it's like a little mini E3, you know, we love our E3 time. We love any of the, we love any sort of presser. I mean, you and I get excited about Apple and Google and any of them really, when they're talking about new tech, the, the, the tech could be garbage, but <laughs> yeah. I'm excited when they're announcing it, you know, I'm excited for new stuff. I just like hearing about it. So yeah, I love that they do that. I love that they put those little directs out. Um, I'm always checking to see what the new news is. So I, I think that's, that's a great one too.
0: There you go. Well, this has been our very first ever episode zero one. I don't know whatever we're going to call it of Nintendo dispatch. And we, we promise that every episode will be under 30 minutes. <laughs> you can listen to the actual first episode right after this. Cause it's already live. We have launched both episodes day one. So you can tune in to the normally broadcast schedule, but feel free Go to nintendodispatch.com. That's where you can find our Twitter handle, Dispatch Podcast. You can find me and Michael on Twitter there. Read about the show. Give us feedback. There's a contact button. And yeah, I hope that uh, you join in and make sure you subscribe. You know, this is the launch of the show. So rating the actual podcast on iTunes and Apple podcast app. It's a pain in the behind, but it helps us so, so much. Uh, And if you're using other podcast applications like Overcast, you can share it, share it with your friends, tell your loved ones if you're at work and you have Nintendo diehards or you just have anyone just share the podcast with them. We would absolutely
1: love it. So anything else from you, Michael, at all? No, I'm really excited to be doing this. I'm really excited to be talking about Nintendo with everybody and getting some conversations going. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. All right. Well, until next time, this
0: has been the Nintendo Dispatch. Thanks for listening.